You're listening to the Simpsons Watch Along Podcast. I am your host, the Peach Machine. Alongside me is my co-host, Dabble Dab. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I like that. That was right to the point. Not much, man. We haven't recorded in a while. Good good to talk to you, and we're going to watch a pretty good episode today. Yeah, so we ran a Twitter poll because we have so many people who just like got to get their input in, you know, let us know what episodes. And we ran a poll and it actually had a tie between two great episodes, A Streetcar Named Marge and Homer the Great. So we had a runoff and A Streetcar Named Marge won like 72% of the vote. Yeah, I part of me said, let's just not watch either of them since it was a tie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we did the runoff, and uh, it was a, a fair and free election, and the better candidate won. I don't know about that, but we will find out. Maybe we should watch um, Homer the Great next, and we will do a comparison. Well, if you want to. We'll figure it out, but we're going to start with The Streetcar Named Marge, season four, episode number two, right starting to, you know, I, I guess season three is for me is when it starts to heat up, but like four really kind of turns it over and, and, you know, really hits the, puts the pedal to the metal there. Um, I like this episode a lot, but I remember it being, uh, I, you know, I love the Marge episodes. I, I remember it being kind of sad. It wrong? is. It, in some ways it is. And for me, this is like peak um, jerk Homer before he's like comedic jerk Homer. Like Homer is just a bad person in this episode. Straight up, like gets mega sympathy for Marge. And uh, one other one quick thing. We picked this and Homer the Great were like the two a runoff and they both have good songs in them, which I thought was interesting because I love the uh, New Orleans song. From this mm-hmm. one, and obviously, like the Stonecutter song is awesome too. So I thought that right. was interesting. Like the two that we both picked, um, they they each shared a good song. That's a theme of the Sim- the best Simpsons episodes. They have a killer song, so we'll see That's how true. this one hold- holds up, man. Um, yeah. All right. I like it. Ready-, ready to hit it? I'm queued up. If you're listening, I hope you're queued up also. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, press play now. All right. I'll earball it for you. Thank you. Full intro. Bart with the chalkboard gag. My name is not Dr. Death. I wish we had kept track of every chalkboard gag. That's more work than either of us are willing to put into this, but... Correct. (laughs) We could have ranked the chalkboard gags. Have you seen the new advertisement for the new show on Stars called Heels? Um, Yeah, I did see a commercial for that. You think you're going to watch that? Uh, I didn't think it looked very good. Yeah, it looked like they were taking wrestling too seriously. Exactly. It was just like melodramatic. It's like it's men in spandex. Calm down. Right, right. Basically doing, um, you know, community theater. Yeah, it's like we're both huge wrestling fans, but we also both know what it is. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you could probably volume down just a not just a, a blue blink or two. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't remember much about this episode. It's been many years. Oh, man. It's just like John Lovett's running wild. It's always. Yeah. 
John Lovett should have been. Actually, yeah, you could turn the volume down a, a, quite a bit more. Um, but John Lovett, I wish he was in the show more often. I wish he was a regular contributor. Well, this is his fourth um, time being on The Simpsons, this appearance. And he plays two characters. He plays Llewellyn St. Clair, the, the director, and also his sister, <laughs> the, the, the lady who runs the Ayn Rand School for Tots. Yes. I love the um, beauty pageant, like what they chose to represent everyone. There was a cigarette. One lady yeah. just dressed as a potato. Homer is enraptured by this. <laughs> Rowena. There's some reason Rowena always struck a chord to me. I remember growing up and being like 12 years old and being like, oh, Miss America's on TV. That's something to watch on a Sunday night. Definitely. It was important. Yes. She represented. Yeah. Yeah. This, is this the first um, Dredrick Tatum appearance? Could have been. Were you um, ever in um, like drama class in school or anything? Oh, my friend, I'm a professional wrestler. I think you know I was in plenty of drama classes. <laughs> and musicals sure. and plays in high school. I loved it. High school drama class was like... It, it wasn't even like being in school. It was exactly. My day. All we did was improv shit. There was no oh, book. There was no studying. It was just fucking do funny scenes and just try and make your friends laugh. It was great. It was all about popping the boys. Yeah. And if you're backstage, like the teacher couldn't see what you're doing. So you're just running wild, man. And uh, that's actually where I met Mr. Cooper, um, who's been on the show with us a few times. So I would have never been friends with him if it wasn't for drama class. That's funny you say that because Nature Boy John and myself, uh, we were we were very good friends prior to drama club. But we both got cast in to do this improv group. And we had a couple of killer sketches that like blew the school away and like made us made us like famous for a while oh man so quick story we did an improv thing one time and like we it was me and my buddy chip and we were friends for a long time so we got each other and we just killed this improv scene like everybody was cracking up and so the teacher was like you all have to do that scene for the next class and we're like okay well when you do an improv scene like it doesn't have the same gusto if you're just repeating what you did. Correct. It doesn't have that spark. And then number two, like, we're the invaders of this other class taking up their improv time. So they were, like, not receptive at all. It just, it just died a death, man. It was, it's, like, the worst feeling in the world. Me and John, we did so we did this drug abuse prevention thing. Like it was the improv thing was supposed to be like anti-drug, and so we played the, the the sketch was I was the father walking in on my my son and daughter slamming heroin, and there was this line that I would always be like, you know, I caught you guys. What are you doing here? And, and he would like turn it back on me and be like, I learned it from watching you. And then he kept up in the ante like every every time we did it and kept like making it more and more extreme. And the final one was <laughs> it's like, I know you're impotent. Mom complains about your erections all the time. <laughs> what did the teacher say about this? 
<laughs> that, it didn't matter. He was so cool. See, our teacher was like 75 years old. Yes, yes. It was an yeah. old white man and just loved it. Ours was out one day, so we had a sub. So we're doing improv, and I had this terrible idea. And I was like, what we're going to do is we're just going to call and order a pizza. And the whole skit's going to be us waiting on the pizza. And we're not going to say anything the whole time. We're just going to sit there like we're watching TV. And so we're doing it, and like two minutes pass, and people are like giggling, you know. And then like five minutes passes, and now like they're not into it. And then like eight minutes passes, and people are like, do something. (laughs) And so uh, there's just one other guy in the class. He's like, shut up. This is good. (laughs) He was into it. And the the teacher was like, you all are going to have to do something or I'm going to end this. And so the other guy, he's like, ding dong. He was the pizza delivery guy. And I was like, oh, the pizza's here. And he's like, here's your order. And I was like, oh, this is the wrong pizza. And he's like, it's going to be about another 45 minutes. And so the teacher's like, no. So we we had to take it home, boys. Take it home. (laughs) Oh, man. How how quickly did you guys slip into Simpson scenes? Because that happened all the time. Honestly, we we I'm shocked we didn't. We just we didn't really do that. That I remember. I feel like that was a frequent thing. It was like someone would enter the party or whatever and be like, <laughs> and be like, let me see here. Where did I shut down my gun? Oh yeah, and, and just like, and then you know, whatever the game was, you had to all become Chief Wiggum or something. I'm shocked now that you say that. I'm. I don't know why we didn't do that, but like me and Cooper weren't tight then, and so, like we had just met, so I don't think our love of Simpsons had um, come out. Oh. This is yeah, also I mean, probably one of the first like ripped Flanders moments, you. right? Oh, it's the original, yeah. yeah. My sister runs a daycare center. <laughs> the Ayn Rand shit like went way over my head. I had no idea what any of this shit was, oh. but I remember watching this episode with my dad in the room and him thinking that this was all pretty funny. That's interesting. We were talking about. Uh, I went over to the, do a family thing earlier, and my mom was telling the story to someone else, and she was like, "Yeah, when he was in kindergarten or whatever, there was a Simpsons episode he wanted to watch, and we had to rush home from like some school play." And uh, <laughs> she was like, "He always loved the Simpsons," and they were like, "Wow!" And I was like, "I'm not going to tell him I do a podcast about the Simpsons." <laughs> I don't want him to think I'm a total loser like 30 years later. I got to rush home and do a Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, like I said, our, our drama teacher, she's a 75-year-old woman, and she retired after our class. But she brought in a former student from the 70s, and this dude was a prison guard at Brushy Mountain Prison, which is, like, a really rough prison here. And, like, when she was around, he was, like, just giving you, like, tips on acting. But when she wasn't around, he would, like, he, like, pulled my buddy Chip to the side because Chip was goofing off, and he was, like, your parents may watch you take a shit on stage and applaud, but when I'm around, you're going to do it right. And 
<laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, he was. He was scary, man. Yeah, this is a key, like top-notch, oblivious Homer. I like this. It's like Maggie's quest here to get the pacifier. You know. Mm. Not, was, was that a Bart doll she just put in her mouth? Yeah, it was like a Bart action figure. <laughs> a is A. Yeah, all this shit's like from her book. Uh, you know, the one book that she wrote. That fat baby uh, looks a lot like Barry from um, American Dad, if you ever watched American Dad. No, I, I dislike American Dad. Oh, man, I love American Dad. I, 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 I watched it. There's a sweet spot of some of the seasons. It might be like five through seven or something, but it's it's pretty good. I watched seasons one and two. Yeah, they hadn't figured out the formula yet. Is like I didn't best like Maggie's story. Could be. I can't think of another one that's like an actual like full B arc. Yeah. Don't you just think it's a angelic singing voice. And you're giving me a messy pet. Uh, can I get some change for the candy machine? Oh, here. Hey, there's some quarters in here. <laughs> <laughs> that was always a big find if you found a quarter as a kid. Definitely. That's that's bend and change. Every second you spend with it. Bend and change. You can't let that happen. This is actually brilliant. This is, a, this is a great send up of community theater and like contrasting it with what's really going on in her life. <laughs> this is a good line. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you are, oh, mom. Have you ever seen Streetcar? No. Yeah, me neither. Really, I'm surprised. You're a big, yeah, uh, I'm surprised, too. <laughs> Where exactly is the Gulliver? Man, if you had a pen knife. Oh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> God. Homer is ridiculous in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Are they being a little hard on old homie? Oh, like Ned is nursing his wounds. I love that Game Boy he's watching, playing. Oh, 
I'm sure you won't enjoy it. There's nothing about bowling in the play. And it's just... It's so perfect because Homer's like, what time is it? I, I guess I have to go. Like, totally doesn't want to support Mars. Right. He's going to go. He's going to hate it. He's got to make sure everyone knows. I can't fake an interest in this. <laughs> There's sort of just nightcap. There's like a little parallel to this and the bowling episode also with the, the Frenchman. Oh man, I use that line, poor little dumbard. <laughs> really? I use that all the time. So I guess this scene is from The Great Escape. Uh, it's what it seems like. I, I, I've seen that movie, but I can't remember much about it. Other than the the ball, I love the song. <laughs> I'm flame retardant. Uh oh! Give him the signal. <laughs> I love the um, artwork of other different babies. Uh oh. The perfect crime. Binkies for all. I love it. They're so happy. Peggy, time to go to the... Oh, this is a good scene right here. Now, this is a spoof of the birds, right? Correct, yeah. <laughs> Just eerie. Didn't, didn't realize that this was a spoof of the birds until I had to watch it my junior year of high school. Birds is a creepy ass movie. It definitely, like, there's a lot of people that movie scarred. There's Hitchcock right there. Yeah. One night only. They did all this. Yeah, a lot of work. One night. I just like that Otto <laughs> bothered to try out for the musical. I love that they just rip New Orleans a new one here. I love this song. Is it Lionel Hutz? Yeah. <laughs> Stinking, rotting, vomiting pile. <laughs> Putrid, brackish, maggoty fowl. <laughs> <laughs> I love New Orleans. If you want to go to hell, you should take a trip. <laughs> 
Was that Apu's brother sitting next to Homer? Odd choice. He got dragged there too. Yeah, this was one of those episodes as a kid that I was like, eh, maybe I don't need to watch this one for a 17th time like tonight, you know? I was yeah. like, it wasn't that funny to me as a kid. But this is a great episode. This is so well done. This is one, it's, it's sort of like what you said earlier. Your dad laughed at the bits that you didn't yeah. laugh at as a kid. And now, guess what? You're old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are you. Well, not as old. True. I remember also just to go back to drama class, my buddy Chip, he was not a ladies' man. And there was a girl in the class who was, I mean, like a 10. And her boyfriend was like the captain of the football team. And the play called for them to kiss. And so, like, in practice, they would never kiss. But I remember it was, like, the day of the play, and he was, like, super nervous. And, I mean, she laid it on him. Like, really? Like, yeah, she did it on purpose because, like, she she knew. To make him, yeah. Gonna mess with his head for the rest of his life. And I, I remember just, like, he was super nervous that guy was going to kick his butt. Yeah. <laughs> My senior year of high school, we did, we did, uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, the pajama game. And I played a waiter. And in the scene, the hottest girl in the school was a, she was the, the lead. And she, like, had to smack me on the butt. And everyone got such a hoot out of it, <laughs> <laughs> including me. We did the Emperor's New Clothes my senior year. And we just improv the whole thing, and we ran like forty minutes long. And so the other, <laughs> he just improv it. The other half of the class didn't get to do their play. Like the school bell rang like ten minutes into it, and everyone just like ran out. What would you call the garment he's wearing there? Serape. Show her some respect. But at least that's what I thought. I think I would just be missing the point of 
<laughs> well, yeah, this is one of those touching endings where I was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, remember when uh, it was the movementarians and Homer's watching the propaganda? He's like, so internal affairs was setting them up? The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just makes his own bullshit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. A streetcar named Marge was just one for the record books here. Man. You know, we always try to think about like what we're going to, what grade we're going to give it. And, you know, I, I know where it's going to land for me, but uh, you got a, you got a, a strong spot in your heart for this. What do you think? Oh man, this is a really tough one because it's not like the most laugh out loud episode, but if you want to judge it on like how well written it is, it's one of the best in terms of that that we've watched. Yes. It's not Satire just a stupid plot excellent. with a bunch of gags slapped together. And and those are good, you know, sometimes if you're just wanting some easy it's like easy listening. But sometimes, you know, you want to watch something like this where there's a little bit of growth from the beginning to the end in Homer. You know, he is honestly the worst person in the world at the beginning of this episode. And at the end, he kind of gets it. Right. And it has a strong uh, B story, like the adventures of Maggie there. And uh, so, man, this is a tough one to grade for me. And, you know, my scale's usually a little different than yours. I, I think there can only be so many A's. There can only be so many B's. They can't all be, you know. Right. That way. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay, well, I think that's appropriate because I'm going to go A minus, and <clears throat> I like it. It, it, was, it was it the satire is, is tremendous. You know, it, it's a great episode. It's well written. It just isn't that funny, but I can appreciate the shit out of it now at 42 years old, and I could not at 12. And so I think at when I, when this came out in 1992, I would have been like, oh, "It was fucking dumb," like D minus. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really hard one. Like, you know, we we rank where we put the episodes also, and I think this is going to be a weird case where the letter grade doesn't match where right. it goes on the list. Exactly, exactly. Because this is this one's not top ten material. You know, maybe not even top twenty material, um, but but still a solid episode. But yeah, exactly. It, and I, my final, you know, ultimate decision making thing is how funny was it? Because that's what The Simpsons is to me. It's a comedy, yes. and as a comedy, it it was off the mark. But you know, it just yeah, growth and character and lots of extraneous character and the, and the fine, like the final scene with the big musical play was great. And it just has lots of stuff to really like, but just doesn't, you know, we didn't ever like really laugh out loud. I think that it does have a lot of that classic Simpsons humor of just like little jokes peppered in. Like I said, at the beginning with the, um, Miss America pageant and yeah, like, that was good. John Lovitz is always funny to me. I don't care what he's in whether it's Celebrity Jeopardy or Saturday Night Live, I will always pop for John Lovitz. So he get, this episode gets mega bonus points because of John Lovitz alone. Okay. 
So you, yeah. you, is, is he your MVP? Llewellyn Sinclair? I don't know. I think so. I think Llewellyn Sinclair is my MVP of this episode for sure. Like it, it almost kind of had to be Marge in a way because, yeah. you know, so I think Marge is really the MVP of the episode. That was going to be my her. Yeah. And like s- season four, you get to see a lot of Marge that you don't get to see in other episodes. And so then I think Llewellyn Sinclair is your best supporting character. Okay, I can agree I, I, with that. Yeah, I, I can't let him jump Marge. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Llewellyn had to be up there with either the MVP or best supporting character. So, all right, we're, we're in agreement there. Marge, MVP, Llewellyn Sinclair, best supporting character. That brings us to the list. Oh, no. I think I'm struggling, I, man. I am struggling with the list right now. I am not. I have found a slot well, lead, lead us off then. All right. I am putting this at 26. Okay. And right under Marge and Chains, which is 25. And Marge and Chains is, again, a Marge episode, but Marge and Chains is fucking funny. And then you kind of get down below that is Girly Edition, Weekend at Burnsies, Lisa Gets an A, and it's all these sort of wacky plots that that's kind of like later on Simpsons stuff. And I think this is a good dividing line between like, like you were saying, classic Simpsons humor with little gags and shit put, you know, sprinkled in with a great story. And I think that kind of separates it kind of, you know, and then you look immediately below it, girly edition weekend at Burnsies. Like those are just two like bizarre episodes so yeah. for me. I'm, it's, it's, it's 26. I'm struggling hard on this one because it's like if i go to my 26 it's mayored to the mob and i think this is a a better episode than that but like i don't know what i was thinking when i, I listened to some of these i know <laughs> you, know, you go back and you look and it's just like man i i think it does fall in that range like it's not above mountain of madness for me and I actually, man, that's tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right after Mountain of Madness, so it's gonna be my new number twenty five. Oh, uh, okay. Sandwich between Mountain of Madness and Hungry Hungry Homer. And I love Hungry Hungry Homer. I, I actually wore my Albuquerque Isotopes hat today, which was a gift from you. Thank mm-hmm. you again. You're welcome. I actually wore that this morning. No one's recognized it yet. Wouldn't expect him to. <laughs> Your grandma didn't didn't say, didn't didn't put, call that out on you. No, but um, her friend Myrna is actually a huge Braves fan. That I was, you know, the lady I was telling you about yeah. earlier. Yeah. She watches every Braves game. Really? Yeah. I guess that's the closest MLB team, isn't it? Oh, the Braves are huge in Knoxville. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I had a hard time putting this in, in there because I, I think it's better than like Homer versus Dignity. It's yeah. Better, better than Pokemon. And that's sort of like my litmus test there. Yes. Um, so there we go. All right. Well, there it is. Still Marge versus the Monorail number one for me. Itchy and scratchy land. Wait, no. 
Marge versus the Monroe is number one for me. Number one for you is you only move twice. I don't think anything's going to um, unseat those. Correct. Correct. All right. Well, I got nothing left else to say here. We're going to watch um, Homer the Great next. We'll I see. don't know. Uh, let's think it over because I've been okay. watching some season six and seven recently. And man, those there are some really good episodes in those. When is Homer the Great? Um, I've... It's around that. I, I can't place it. I would say it's probably right around five. Yeah. You think five? Four. Okay, I will. Um, because also we talked about our number one, but we both share on our list the last place episode. Six. Bye bye, nerdy. Yes, we do. I think we need to watch a bad one. The the bad one I want to I want to watch is well, what do you think it is? I'm gonna guess it's the one you texted me when we were putting up the poll, but I can't remember what it was. It's your most hated episode. Oh, I mean, Bye Bye Nerdy's up there for me. Bye Bye Nerdy's up there for sure. For sure, I would rather watch Bye Bye Nerdy than Insane Clown Poppy. Insane Clown Poppy. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been waiting to to do that one. All right, we'll do that one next. Let's do it next. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. It's, it's declared Insane Clown Poppy season 12 or some shit. I mean, the whole episode, it's even named after one of my least favorite bands of all time, the Insane Clown Posse. Like, everything about this episode is bad. Yes, it's the 12th season. All right. Well, we're going to check it out next time. But until then, we're going to leave you with our final three words. Wait, should we plug our shit? Follow us at Simpsons Watch if you feel like it. Uh, drop us a line on Twitter at Simpsons Watch. Follow myself at Peace Machine or at Dabble Dab. Yeah, we respond to everybody on Twitter. So uh, let let us know what you think of our show. And with that, we're going to leave with our final three words, as we always do. Poor little dammit. You can always depend on the kindness of strangers. Watch The Simpsons. <laughs>